Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Today's guest has been entrenched in the tennis industry for quite some time. Having been a key player in brands such as Wilson, Prince, and Ball to Match, he has also served on many USTA committees and is a member of the board of directors for the International Tennis Hall of Fame. In 2013, he was named CEO Executive Director of the USPTA, and today he joins us to not only chat about the USPTA, but help us celebrate the partnership between Tennis Warehouse and the USPTA. Welcome to Talk Tennis, John Embry. Thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure and glad to hook up with you guys. Thanks, Michelle. Awesome. Well, as I mentioned, you've had quite the extensive career in the tennis industry, but you're one of the few very modest people. I was kind of chatting with someone and said, most people love to tell you what they've done and you really want to focus on your role at the USPTA for this episode. I totally understand that, but I just wanted, before we get into that, to ask you what is maybe like one of your biggest accomplishments or something that you're most proud of that you've accomplished in your many years in tennis? Loaded question, but um, <laughs> I, I think my greatest contribution is the starting of the league tennis program, the USTA league tennis program. Um, I was the father of that in that I was the first National League administrator, and it started back in 1978 with a pilot program. In 1980, the USTA adopted it, and, and we started from nothing. We had no rules, no regulations, no nothing. And um, it, was, it was really an exciting time to really be blazing a trail for what is uh, considered the, probably the best adult program that the USTA has. So I'm very proud of that. It was a great two and a half years of doing that uh, particular program. And, and uh, it continues to be the success that it is. And it continues to be the backbone of so many of our USPTA pros because league tennis players drive so much less in revenue, mm-hmm. and so much volume that uh, our, our pros are really happy to have adult leagues in their clubs. So um, that's what I would say. And I'll leave it at that. Nice. That's a huge accomplishment. And so many people are playing on leagues constantly, like every day. It's such a big part of a tennis player's life. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really an interesting time and uh, I had a blast doing it and learned a heck of a lot. And uh, it's, uh, it's sort of, it launched my career in a lot of respects because I really, really got involved with the administration of a national program that was really a lot of fun. Okay, so let's jump into USPTA. I'm sure our listeners out there either might be familiar with what it is or have heard it, but they don't exactly know what it is. They know what the USTA is, but they don't understand what the USPTA is. So let's start at the very, very basics. What exactly is the USPTA? So we are a nonprofit trade association of tennis teaching professionals and coaches. Uh, There are about 14,000 members that we have in the United States and worldwide. Um, we are really committed to education and certification. That's really the backbone of our organization. And our mission statement is to elevate the standards of tennis teaching professionals and coaches. We want to make sure that the experience the consumer has on the tennis court with a USPTA professional is a good one. What's really positive right now is tennis is growing. We all know COVID has been, I mean, it's hard to believe, it's hard for me to say that a global pandemic would have created this tremendous interest in tennis, but it's mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, And it's great. And clubs are busier than they've ever been. Pros are busier than they've ever been. And that's fantastic. But we have all this demand from consumers who want to learn tennis, who want to play tennis. 
And we want to make sure that the experience that they have with the USPTA professional is good. So they keep coming back and they keep playing. We don't want them to leave. And if the experience is not very good, they may end up going off to doing something else. And, and that's not what we will be good for the industry. It's not what we want. So we're all about trying to make our pros better so they can deliver a better experience for the customer that they're dealing with. And we want people to be engaged. We want to, we want the game to grow and want our pro our pros are really boots on the ground to make that happen. So that's a little bit about what we do. Um, and we've got 17 divisions around the United States that are aligned with the USTA sections. So we have an infrastructure with a board of directors that are democratically elected, uh, volunteer service for two years. They do a lot of education, a lot of events in their particular division. So um, we're very grassroots oriented. And uh, I, I think that uh, we've got a, a terrific organization. I'm really proud of our pros and all they do to help deliver tennis. Awesome. And I kind of wanted to, you, you already started answering this question, but kind of split it up into two segments. So what does the USPTA provide for the tennis player? And what does that mean? Is it consistency? If I go to like vacation on in Florida, am I going to get a consistent lesson on how to hit my forehand, right? Compared to me in California. And then also the other side of that is what does the USPTA provide for the teaching pro? All right, so let's talk about the consistency across the United States. Um, like a doctor or a lawyer, you're going to have different lock doctors and different lawyers, different specialties, different expertise. And so we don't have a standard method that everybody has to do. So when you go to a tennis, a USPTA professional, you're going to have somebody teaching one way. And then if you went to the, another USPTA professional in the same town or same state or whatever, they might teach you a little bit differently. It's all a matter of individual preferences and what they think is best. Okay. So there's no sort of standard procedure that everybody has to subscribe when they're teaching tennis. We don't believe, we don't believe that's right. We think that people are learned differently. Um, they, uh, they've been taught differently and our pros deliver uh, communi- and communication is so important. So how they deliver their messages is really uh, individually based. So um, there is no one standard format across the country. Now, what do we do for USPTA professionals? So once you become in, into the organization, we're an annual membership. 60% of our revenue, 65% of our revenue is driven by dues, annual dues that people pay each year to be a member. We provide them probably the most important thing is liability insurance. Uh, because what could happen if you're on the court teaching and some young child happens to trip on a ball and breaks a leg or whatever, you could be liable for that. You could be sued and we have a liability protection to make sure that you're protected because there are a lot of accidents that do happen and we wanna make sure that our pros are protected from a liability standpoint. And then we have a variety of membership benefits uh, that help our members understand the value of becoming USPTA certified. There are a bunch of things that they're able to go ahead and get from manufacturers like Wilson or Tennis Warehouse, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit today, but I'll, I'll skip over that. But we have we have about 60 benefits that our members get as a part of our relationship of being a USPTA member. We want them to feel value. So when they're paying their dues, they know that they're getting something out of it, not just their liability insurance, but they are getting, whether it be a manufacturer's package or whether it be um, uh, a supplemental savings program. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we that we deliver to our pros because we want them to feel that the value that their membership has value. 
That's awesome. And I wanted to dig into that a little bit more because I know your website's very extensive, has a lot of information, but there's a whole career development. You have your USPTAU, uh, you can get your director of sports racket certification or racket sports certification. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? So one of the things that's really important is helping our pros in the job market. And we've established a relationship with a third party marketing man, man tennis. And they, uh, we've um, created a direct USPTA director search. So if you are searching for a director job at a various club, that search is gone. Does it goes through Mark McMahon and McMahon Tennis? And that's really important because we want to help our pros get jobs and get better jobs. We want to elevate them. So you start as a staff pro, you move up to an assistant pro or a head professional. And if you want to be a director at a place, that's something that's really important. So Mark McMahon through USPTA director search will help facilitate that because he is going to work with clubs. We're looking for that director search, and he wants to match up the skill set that a pro is that a pro has, geographical location where they want to be, uh, consideration of of compensation, et cetera, et cetera. All that stuff is what Mark does in working with a club to match up the skill set of pros that could match that particular facility. That's one thing. We also have a director racket sports certification. It's been developed by the University of Florida. Actually, it was a content that was created by USPTA professionals and by a, a, an expert that was that was in the field for a long time who wrote the curriculum. USPTA professionals uh, edited that content, and we are now using the University of Florida to deliver that content. So if there are professionals of the USPTA who aspire to be a director of tennis at a club, they should absolutely enroll in the USPTA director search or the US, University of Florida director of racket sports certification because it's going to give them content that'll really help them in their job. It's a four-month course. It's self-paced. They can decide how much time they want to dedicate to that, but it's really a course that will help give them some tools that they might need as they move on in their career. So finding people jobs, getting them better jobs is really important for us. Giving them education and giving them certification that their potential employers would value, which is what that director of racket sports certification is going to do. Those are all the things that we want to try to do. Because at the end of the day, Michelle, our job is to make our pros make more money and make them and, and, and have a longer career. Mm-hmm. I want them to stay in the business for a long time. I want them to be successful and help that facilitating them on that career path is something that's that's the most important thing that we can do. So um, we're all about our members. We want to support our members in any way, shape, or form that we can and finding them jobs and helping them in their career path is one of those, one of those things that's really important for us. Definitely. You guys offer so many things. So let's say someone listening, you know, a lot of us come out of playing junior tennis, playing college tennis, and then you're not really sure where you're going to go with your life. So you kind of start teaching tennis, but then it actually starts turning out to be a career. And there might be listeners out there also who teach on the side, the kids, the juniors, all that outside of their career, but maybe they've just never gone forward with the USPTA certification. Maybe it seems a little daunting. Can you talk us through the certification process and what the next step, if someone's listening, what their next step would be to receive that certification? You know, I'm really glad you asked that, Michelle, because one of my biggest issues and concerns is we're going to age out. Our average age right now is 50 years old. And a lot of us are going to age out in the next five to 10 years. Who's going to take our places? Who's going to follow us? And unfortunately, kids today, if they're playing in college or high school, don't necessarily view tennis teaching or being a tennis coach as an aspirational career. 
a lot of us like me sort of fell into it. You know, after I graduated from college, played tennis, and I said, okay, I'm going to teach tennis for a while until I decide what I'm going to do next. <laughs> well, here I am, you know, 45 years later, whatever it is. And, and a lot of people that come out of college and high school don't really know what they want. And they don't want to know that there is a pathway for them, that they're going to be able to make a great living, that they're going to be able to fuel the passion for tennis. That they're going to be able to support their families. And tennis is a great opportunity. You're going to be outside. You're working with people, et cetera. There's so many great benefits, but it's hard. I mean, it's a hard job. I mean, let's face it, working nights, working weekends, et cetera. It's not easy, but there are a lot of people that don't know that there is a pathway that they can follow and that can be really, really helpful in their career. And I've always said to people, look, get started in the tennis career by becoming a certified tennis professional, learn the business at a club and a facility. And then kind of decide, all right, what do I want to do next? Do I want to go be a director of tennis somewhere? Do I want to go to be a general manager of a club? Do I want to be a high school coach, a college coach? Do I want to go work for a manufacturer like Wilson? Do I want to go work for a USTA section or a district? Do I want to work for tennis warehouse? Mm-hmm. Do I want to, I mean, there's so many different categories in the tennis industry that people just don't understand. Geez, I could really work in a tennis journey, but I don't have to be on the court grinding it out 30 or 40, 50 hours a week. If you want to do that, great. We need you. (laughs) But there are a lot of people that say, like you, you play college tennis, you're working for Tennis Warehouse. I mean, my gosh, what a fantastic opportunity. What a great company. It's one of the best companies we have in our industry. But a lot of kids don't know that there is this opportunity. So back to your question, I would love it for a kid that's coming out of college, that's not quite sure what they want to do, And they don't want to be a commercial banker or a lawyer or the doctor, or they want to go into real estate or whatever it may be. And they say, you know what, I want to teach tennis because I'm not quite sure. And it's a really good career option for me. And then things will start to happen and they start to networking and they start meeting other people in USPTA divisions. They start going to conferences and they start networking with friends and colleagues and they find out that there are job openings that they might be interested in, in, in doing, et cetera, et cetera. So the whole beauty of the USPTA is our vast network and all the educational events that we offer. We want young players coming out of college or high school to think that tennis is a viable career. Because if we don't service those people that have now come into the industry because of the pandemic, what's going to happen to them? They're going to leave. They're going to leave to go to some other activity. They're going to ride bikes. So they're going to go to do something else. And we don't want them for the industry as a whole. We don't want them to leave our sport. So we need to make sure that we service that customer. And we need young people that are actually coming into the, to our industry to take the place of those of us that are going to retire out. <laughs> they're going to go ahead and go ahead and, and find uh, a really good career in helping uh, uh, those consumers that want to play tennis and want to learn how to tennis. So that's kind of a long-winded way of saying, come into the USPTA, get certified, and then we will go ahead and help you with your pathway and give you the competencies that you need so that you can think about going into these other areas. So the other question you asked was, What's our certification process and how, how does that all work? So there's an application process online on our USPTA website. It shows exactly what has to be done. The first level of somebody coming into becoming certified is called tennis instructor. There's a certain number of online courses that they have to take. There's a virtual uh, session that they have to take. They have to go through Coach Youth Tennis. They have to get a background screen and go through the safe play training that the USTA authorizes, et cetera. So there is... I will tell you, this is really an important element because it used to be, Michelle, that it was so easy. You could come out of college, you could go to a weekend, you could take a test and you could become certified, but that's really not elevating the standards and that's not making you necessarily better because you probably would teach the way you were taught mm-hmm. and that may not be the necessarily the right thing. And it's so interesting because in the U.S., 
we have been dead last in terms of education before certification of all the member nations in the world. The U.S. was dead last in terms of education before certification. If you went to England or Belgium or Canada, you have to have 400 hours of education before you could become certified. Wow. Well, we, we were, you know, we we're talking about a weekend and taking a test. Well, that's not good enough. So in working with the USTA, we want to make sure we're elevating those standards. So we've got this new certification pathway, which is much more robust, and it's going to require much more of a commitment. So there's this level one certified tennis instructor that you have to go through with some online learning as well as a face-to-face education. And you do all those courses and then you become a tennis instructor. But that's just the first step to becoming a certified professional. And then if you want to become a certified professional, there are other online courses that you've got to take. There's some virtual uh, sessions that you've got to speak to. And then there's another face-to-face that's going to help us with a group lesson, a private lesson. We're going to do an assessment about your ability. So it is a much more robust program that you have to go through in order to become certified, Michelle, because we want you to be better. You coming out of college, you playing tennis, you wouldn't know how to teach tennis. You, you, you might have some thoughts about it, but we're going to try to help you become a better teacher and help you become a better coach so that when you do get that certification, not only does it mean something to you and to your employer, but you are going to be better as an instructor because you're going to be able to deliver a much more qualified lesson to your students. So the certification pathway is on our website. Uh, we want people to go through it that aspire to become a tennis teaching professional, whether they want to do it part-time because they've got another job and they still want to fuel their passion for tennis or whether they want to make it their career. We want them engaged. We want them to be a part of the USPTA and we look forward to having them. We always talk about burnout as tennis players, but <laughs> yeah. there's burnout with tennis pros as well. And I feel like if you're well-rounded and you're connected with all of these people, you're getting more out of your lesson maybe just even if it's an emotional, like you really did something to help that person and they're going to go on with their day and you've really made an impact on them. Like that keeps you showing up the next day. But also if maybe a teaching pro is burnt out, maybe their body, they don't want to be on the court all day. They have built in those connections through the USPTA to find other avenues that they might be better suited for. So that's amazing. Injuries are are, are a big concern. And as we age out, if you're grinding it up 40 or 50 hours and you're in the hot sun of Florida or the Mm -mm. desert or wherever it is, I mean, it takes its toll on you. And But there's some people that love it, do it because they love it, because they know they're making an impact on people's lives. We're almost like when you're on the court with with students, you're almost like a a, a psychology professor because you're helping them in so many other ways. It may not just be with tennis, but maybe with life in general. And so a tennis professional really has to have a lot of skills to be able to navigate this world because every student is different. Every student has different needs. And uh, we become psychiatrists or so- sociologists because we're trying to help them in their lives. And so, but we want to make a difference. We want to make a difference in people's lives. And you talk about burnout. You know, it's a concern for me for tennis pros. It's a concern for me for tennis players. You know, young kids that play so much, so often, so young, and they, they, they go through the USTA cycle and they're playing all these tournaments. They get injured because of overuse. And they just get to the point where they just say, I don't want to do this anymore because I don't like it anymore. I'm just, I've had enough. That's terrible. That's Mm -hmm. just a bad, that's just bad. And we want to keep people engaged. Now they may come back 10 years from now after they become an adult and they say, you know what? I want to start playing tennis again. Great. But I hate it when we hear about burnout. I hate it when people are overused, their injuries are because of overuse because they won't come back. And it's just really hard for us to keep them in the game, but, and keep them motivated. So if they can fuel a passion for tennis, they want to stay in the game, we would love to have them teaching tennis and and using that experience that they had as a junior player to pass on to junior players that they may be teaching down the road. 
Oh, definitely. For sure. Now let's talk about our new partnership, which is another benefit for USPTA members. And it's, it's fairly new. So I think we're spreading the word a little bit with this podcast also, but so far the feedback that I've seen from a bunch of teaching pros and even pros that I know has been very positive. So maybe you can give me a little uh, perspective from your side. Yeah. Where do I start? Um, (laughs) So look, the tennis industry, it's all about relationships and it's all about personal connection. I don't care what anybody says. It's about relationships that we have in the industry. And Rick Herbsack and I have known each other for 35 plus years. And we've been colleagues at Wilson and we've been friends for all that time. And we just stayed in connect. We stayed connected for a lot of different reasons. And I've known Drew when I was working at Wilson. I knew Drew because he was one of, you know, when he started in his little basement in his little <laughs> house with his, with his, uh, uh, his little store. I mean, my God, what the, 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 the empire that he's built is just incredible. And I give him full marks because he was a disruptor. If you talk about a guy who was disrupting the industry, true monster did that. And, and, and I give him full marks for, for what he's been able to build because the brand itself, tennis warehouse has become such an icon for our industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't so long ago that people looked at Drew and tennis warehouses, the devil, because they were taking sales away from consumers, from pro shops or whatever. But that's all changed now because of what's happening online. But Rick and I have had this relationship and we were just talking on the phone and we said, geez, John, uh, you know, what?" I was talking about our footwear apparel agreement. And he said, you know, we might be interested in doing something like that. And I said, are you kidding me? He said, it'd be great. So uh, one thing led to another and, you know, we got to talking and I spent some time with Drew. I went up to the Atlanta uh, operation and saw that and spent some time with Chris and, and, and uh, Drew and, and with Rick. And we sort of commented and we talked about what this relationship would look like and what could we do together to grow your business and to make and to offer a benefit to our, to our members. And it, 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 it seemed like such a great fit. And it seemed like, gosh, this really could work. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is that tennis warehouse culture is such that you're all about customer service. You're all about trying to make the customer have a great experience, whether it's a demo program, whether it's getting product and getting it returned back, whatever it may be, you're all in the business of customer service. And we're in the business of the customer service because I'm trying to serve my membership. So there is that underpinning that I think is really, really important for us as, a, as two organizations working together. But Tennis Warehouse has such breadth of product and such um, an expanse of, of expertise that our pros would tap into that it just seemed like a natural fit. And the fact that we now can offer our pros options for their footwear and apparel, mm-hmm. whereas before with our previous agreement, we were, only, we were focused on one particular brand. Now with Tennis Warehouse, we're going to give our, our pros an option to have four, to select four brands for their own personal product or product for their pro shop. So if you happen to have an affinity for Fila, you're going to be able to get Fila through Tennis Warehouse, through our, through our relationship. If you want to go ahead and work with Adidas or Nike or Asics, that's fantastic and gives our pros a little bit more breadth of, uh, they, they have more choice. And at the end of the day, they want choice. And, and so that is a fantastic opportunity. So when Rick and I talked, we talked about that. The fact that Tennis Warehouse is located in, in two locations, one in the east and one in the west, makes it easy to service our members. Because if you were just in San Luis Obispo and you're trying to send stuff to Massachusetts, that's a long way and it takes yeah. more time. But your Atlanta warehouse is now set up and it's now rocking so much that it's going to be able to service anybody in the East Coast in one or two days. And that's fantastic. The fact that Tennis Warehouse 
and service our members in Australia or in Europe with Tennis Warehouse Europe. I mean, my gosh, we've not been able to do that previously because it's been limited to just U.S. US members. Now we can go ahead and take care of our members outside the United States. So there's so many things that make so much sense for us. And the support that Tennis Warehouse is giving USPTA professionals is really exceptional. And we're very proud of this relationship. And as you said, we just kind of launched this. Actually, January 17th, we sent the first announcement out to our members about the landing page and how they can order product. And boom, you know, we got 250 orders in, the, in a short period of time. We got 40 people that are thinking about ordering shop for the pro shop, stuff for the pro shop. It's starting. And this podcast is going to help because it's going to help create more interest. And we're really excited about this relationship. And, and we're going to have a great four years together. Hopefully, it'll last forever. And uh, we'll, we'll continue to go forward. But thanks for asking that. And, and we are very excited about being partners with TW. That's awesome. I love hearing all the different uh, stories and how it's told differently. I, like I, I would talk to Rick and he would tell the story of how you guys have known each other and been in and out of each other's lives. So it's really fun to hear um, the different versions of the perspectives of the story. But something I wanted to add, which yeah. your USPTA members obviously value education. And I think that's something else that Tennis Warehouse is going to offer your members is we can educate your pros on gear, whether it's what shoes might be the most comfortable, which shoes might be the most breathable, which shoes might be the most durable, all of the above, and which rackets that maybe they should try for themselves or if they're working with, you know, three, five level players or junior players. So hopefully that uh, side of the education of product can blend nicely with the USPTA as well. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. Look, uh, there's no question that that we have a lot of things we're talking about and a lot of things that we can make that, that can expand this relationship. And education is certainly one of those. What Chris does with his product reviews and, and those kinds of things are really going to be important for our members because you know, our members don't necessarily take all the time to learn all the technical features of a shoe or why, why this particular outfit is going to be better for one person or another. What's the dry fit component to it? How is it going to be better for, for form? There are lots of things that we can do together that will help educate our pros on the gear that they were going to be buying. But what's also interesting about that, and, and, and this is really important, is that the consumers need to understand what USPTA is all about. We don't have the wherewithal as a, as a brand, USPTA. Most consumers don't know about us. They don't even know that they're pro, whether the pro is certified or not. Um, they don't even ask that question. Are you certified? Are you USPTA? Because they don't understand that. And so one of the things that Rick and I have talked about is how can we elevate the brand USPTA as a part of our relationship with the footwear and apparel? So as you're doing ads with on BMP Paribas or Miami Open, as you're creating those ads, a little tagline that says TW is the official footwear and apparel supplier for USPTA, all of a sudden consumers are now going to see that and there's going to be draw that connection and they'll start asking more about, well, what is USPTA and is my pro USPTA certified? So elevating the consumer awareness of USPTA is really important for us because we don't have the facility and capability of doing it, but you guys do because of all the advertising that you do with consumers. So that's another element that we're going to be talking about. I mean, there, I, I can't spill the beans because Rick and I have chatted about so many what ifs, what if we do this or what if we do that, but we're just getting started. We're only, you know, 45 days from the time we launched this thing. And I think over the next you know, couple of years, we're going to be able to put some real definition to what additional things we could do together to support each other. We want to help you guys grow your business. 
We want to help you guys drive consumer awareness for Tennis Warehouse, and you're going to help us on the things we just talked about. So I'm. This is this is win-win. Definitely <laughs> for, everybody, for everybody in my book, for sure. Uh, yes, and then I just want to hit one more time. You mentioned it on the ability for a tennis director or a teaching pro to stock their their side of things from Tennis Warehouse. That's you're all going to be available to USPTA members and through tennis source and all that. But you did mention, um, a couple of years back, maybe we were seen as a, a threat and, uh, some of the smaller mom and pop shops or tennis pro shops were, you know, struggling, but now we would love to partner with them and help out where we can. So just wanted yeah. to get that there, in too. <laughs> no, look, there's no question. This is a big, a big issue that, that, that we want to try to encourage our pros because our pros uh, that have pro shops, uh, instead of having five different accounts with five different manufacturers, we want them to go to one source, and that's the tennis warehouse. And if they want to have, if they want to stock Fila, if they want to stock Asics or Nike or Adidas, we want them to be able to do that through one source. And that, to me, it's efficient, makes a lot of sense in the world. They don't have so many. They're you know, if you want to open a Nike shop right now, you get the minimums that are required are so fantastic. Nobody can do it. I mean, the small pro shop can't do it. But here, this ability is going to allow them to go ahead and carry and stock the shop, the, the items that they want. They don't have to have massive quantities. Now, I know there's some redistribution rights that we've got to try to work through and make sure that Tennis Warehouse can allow us to do that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we want pros to feel like they can buy product from Tennis Warehouse, stock in their shop and sell it to their customer base. And, and that, that's going to help you folks, and it's going to help our pro with their business and to satisfy their customers that are walking in their shop. So that's a bigger piece, and it's something that we're going to be working for. It's going to take us a little time to get there, but I really believe that that's, that's, that is a, that's a core element to this whole agreement, not just the pros buying product for themselves, but we want them to be able to stock shop in their stock product in their shop to sell to consumers. Yes. Okay. I think that covers our little partnership. That's not a little partnership, our not massive, partnership. huge partnership. It's very exciting. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, just from the connections we all have, so many pros are so excited and getting ready to get their orders in if they haven't already. Um, so it's very exciting. Now, I want I want to say one thing. Let's talk about that because with the supply chain issues, yes. we all have to recognize <laughs> that there isn't going to be as much product readily available to our pros. And so I want to just caution everybody, let's not get over the top here because we do know that we're going to be, it's going to take a little time for things to ease, maybe through third quarter, maybe fourth quarter, yes. before they're going to be able to get exactly what they want. They may have to substitute some stuff, but we all have to understand that the whole industry is facing these supply chain issues. And Tennis Warehouse shouldn't be faulted for the fact that they don't have a size 10 and an Adidas barricade because it may not be available for a while. And, and, and that's a challenge. And, and, you know, the customers want what they want when they want it. And making sure that we can deliver whatever we can is, is certainly something that I know you guys are going to try to do. But there's nobody better in the business than Tennis Warehouse to be able to deliver the product when they need it. So um, I, I really I know you got your service is outstanding and your, the customer service, and the customer care that you give is fantastic. So we'll, we'll, I know you're going to do everything you can to satisfy our pros. And, and I know that's, that's, that's culturally from the top through the bottom. Of course. And I can even pipe in a little bit on that. I am very familiar with the, the shortages that are going on, but also want to make it clear that 
in every brand that is offered to the USPTA pros, there are, um, if you're looking for a durable shoe from Nike and we don't have that, then there's definitely going to be an option in Fila or Adidas or Asics. So if there are any questions, again, back to that kind of education piece, we are able to help you. If you're looking for a speed shoe, we know where to put you and exactly can tell you what's in stock right now. And then hopefully six months down the road, everything's going to be available and you can order exactly what you want. I, I've been in this industry a long time, and it's hard for me to imagine that there aren't any tennis balls. People can't wear tennis insane. balls. I mean, how, <laughs> how is that possible? And and it just it just is incredulous to me. So so many of our pros are scrambling by tennis balls, getting where do they get it? What what brands are they gonna buy? So um, it, it it's a real struggle for all of us. I mean, tennis balls like popcorn; you can get it anytime, any any place, no matter what. And here here we are sitting here today, going, oh my gosh, I can't get any red, orange, green balls anywhere because nobody's making them because the capacity has got to be dedicated to premium balls. And so how do I teach my 10 kids, my six and seven year olds without any red, orange, green balls. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's amazing where we are with COVID and what's happened with the whole supply chain issue, but crossing fingers, Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. are going to ease as we get into the latter part of the year, because uh, it's, but it's going to be tough for the next six months. Let's face it. We have to admit that. And we're going to do the best we can. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, let's just finish up with a little state of affairs with the world of tennis. What are you seeing? Um, as you mentioned, tennis has grown, which is awesome. Where are you seeing the most growth? Do we have new juniors? Do we have new adults? All of the above. What are you seeing on your end? You know, it's interesting. The the we, we know that in 2020, because of the pandemic, we grew four million players. We're up to almost 22 million players, uh, which is terrific. My understanding is that in 2020. 2021 pack study is going to show an increase again. Wow, that's awesome! For a number of players, so the momentum is still there, and 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 it's it's fantastic to see. And it really covers all age groups. We've got lapsed people that have not played for 10, 15, 20 years that are coming back. Um, we have millennials that may not have played before that are getting interested in the game because they know it's going to be safe, and they know they've got some disposable income, and sort of coming out. I've got I, just anecdotally, I have a our executive director from our Eastern division uh, was telling me the other day, he's a general manager of a club in Manhattan. He says, I cannot believe how many millennial women, 25 to 40 years old are walking into my club, asking for tennis lessons and instruction. We can't handle the demand. We can't handle it. He just says it's in droves. They're coming in in droves and we're, we don't know where they're coming from, but, <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's fantastic. News I, love that that. Getting, I love that. We're getting millennials to think about tennis as a sport clearly kids because of kids activities and being safe and, 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 and kids are looking at tennis as a, as a, as a viable activity now with so many concerns about, you know, swimming or, or, or basketball or soccer and, and, the, and, and what happens with those sports because they closed down in 2020 kids are looking at tennis uh, as an option. Uh, sleepaway camps went away for a whole year. Kids were looking for tennis as an option and parents were encouraging them. And the amazing thing that, that was, that took place in 2020 was that the $19 rackets at Walmart and Target sold out because people were buying those rackets and going to public parks and playing for the first time with their kids. And that's great news. We got to keep them in now. Yeah. Once they, now that we got that appetite, now that they're interested, we got to keep them in the game. So making sure that they get enrolled in a program or they find a USPTA pro that can get them engaged. That's really important. So that's, that's one of the nice um, side effects of the COVID pandemic as bad as it is awful as it's been. Uh, we as a sport, have benefited from that. So is golf. Great. Uh, but we have sports benefit and we just got to keep that momentum going. So I definitely see that. And that's a real positive for us. 
what else do I see? Um, we've just got to get more pros coming into the game. We got to get more people thinking about becoming a tennis teaching professional. Mm -hmm. That's first and foremost on my mind. I like the fact that we've got as many females, uh, Americans in the top 100, 13, 13 players, I think, in the top 100 going into the Australian Open, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot more men. We've got some young guys, Steph Core, and a few other guys are starting to you know, make, some, make some noise. So all that's good and positive. It'd be great if we had an American male that was in the top 10 and was competing for a Grand Slam. Well, hopefully that'll happen, but we're not sure. But that doesn't necessarily translate to participation because look what's happening. We haven't had those top 10 players and yet our, our sport is growing. So we got to make sure we're delivering at the grassroots because at the end of the day, it's that Pied Piper in that community facility, park and rec, that's going to drive the game. That's going to keep people interested. So let's hope we can continue to do that. Yeah. And I have to give a shout out. The Boys Australian Open Championship in both singles and doubles was an American. American so right. there we go. Right. Um, do you see that these newer players are at, like, are they a hundred percent all into tennis? Are they watching tennis or is it just kind of another activity like going to the gym or whatnot? I, I would say this. I, I want tennis to be part of the sports that they play, especially as a young kid. I'm a big believer in athletic development. I don't think specialization is right at a young age. So I would prefer to see kids playing basketball, playing soccer, developing their footwork, developing teamwork and being mm. involved in team sport developing those eye-hand coordination skills that are really important. If tennis happens to be the sport that they want to really focus on, they can do that 12 and 13, 14. They can really start to zero in on that. But spend their youth ages developing their athletic skills and because they're going to be better. If they can be better athletes, it's going to translate to success on the court. Um, and so that's, I think, a big part. I, I just I, Specialization at 8, 9, 10 years old, what's going to happen? They're going to get hurt. Their wrists are going to get hurt. They're going to have short, sore shoulders. Something's going to happen to them because they're going to burn out. And, and that's not a good situation for anybody. So I'm hoping that they will focus on their tennis when they need to play some soccer, play some basketball, do some other things, baseball, even do all those other sports because it's going to help make you better as an athlete down the road. For sure. Okay. Last question to wrap this one up. Let's say someone's listening. They were thinking about maybe I should be coach tennis. I don't know. Maybe I should be a tennis pro. What are some words of advice to get that person who just is maybe a little scared and needs a little nudge to like take the leap and pursue a USPTA involvement and certification? Well, the first thing I would do is I would reach out to a mentor, maybe reach out to their director of tennis, the, the, maybe the, the person that's running the facility at their club or facility that they're, they're, where they've been playing tennis. Maybe they should do some teaching on the side. Maybe they could do like a camp counselor. They could be a camp counselor and, 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 and sort of get, get ingrained a little bit in what, what it's like to be, be doing that. But that mentor that they have, their supervisor at their facility, would suggest how they could go ahead and get involved. They could call the USPTA. They could go ahead on our website and search around as you have done, and they could see what the certification pathway is. But in my opinion, it's really that mentor. It's that person that can have so much influence over your career. So find that person that you trust. Listen, Mr. You know, Mr. Professional, tell me what I should do. Tell me where I go. Tell me what I should learn if I want to really pursue this career. So find that person that they can, that they can really tap into that can teach them what the steps are and how they should go about it, because there isn't a USPTA pro that wouldn't try to help somebody that has raised their hand and said, look, I want to do this. How do I do this? By gosh, a USPTA professional is going to help them do that and navigate this world because it'd be kind of crazy. And there's a lot there, but 
I can I know that any USPTA professional would love to go ahead and mentor somebody if they have an aspirational career in tennis. So that's what I would suggest. Find that person to really help them. I love that. My first job outside of college, after college, I uh, was teaching at a club in the Palm Desert area and my mentor and boss, and he's still tennis director to this day out there. He was absolutely amazing, helped me and still is one of my favorite people in the world. And he's a awesome teaching pro and absolutely loves it. And it's just really cool to see that he's still loving every day of life with work and that he helped me along the way too. So I, that's great advice. And, and, and look, I love the fact that he's been engaged for as long as he's been, you know, however many years it's been. I mean, he loves what he does and he's making a difference in people's lives. He's making a difference and he's going to make a difference in the students he's teaching and who, who want to become professionals. He's, he's mentored them. He's shepherded them. He showed them how to do it. And look at you. You're in our, <laughs> our tennis warehouse. I mean, it's fantastic. You know, so there's so many options that people are going to have, but finding that person to help guide you is, is the best way to do it. Definitely. So go to USPTA.com and we'll add all the links. And if anyone has any questions, they're more than welcome to reach out to us and we can facilitate them through you guys or vice versa. I'm happy to connect. And we're super excited for the USPTA and Tennis Warehouse Partnership and all of the above. Well, I love your enthusiasm, Michelle. Thank you for doing this. And, and, and I really appreciate it. But my, my email, john.embree, E-M-B-R-E-E, at uspta.org. People are welcome to reach out to me. 407-634-3063 is my office number. Wow. Please feel free. I, I, we're in the job of customer service. We have to respond to everybody. So if anybody calls me or emails me, I'm going to respond back and because that's, that's part of what we do. So feel free to do that. But thank you for the opportunity. Thanks to Drew and to Rick for making this thing happen. This is yes. great. And let's keep the dialogue going. And if we can be of any help to anybody, please, by all means, reach out to me. Definitely. Thanks for joining. Happy hitting. (laughs) See you later. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.